All right, all right, all right. Day 159. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window uh, than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to, uh, to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so um, 2 Chronicles 9, this is actually the last chapter uh, dealing with um, this uh, kind of ideal kingdom that the chronicler wants to present for the post-exile community and uh, Solomon. It's a wrap for Solomon after <laughs> chapter nine. So uh, you have, yeah, story taken from uh, First Kings where he talks about um, the queen of Sheba, right? So he has this wisdom. He's a man of great wisdom and great wealth. And, uh, you know, uh, queen of Sheba is this woman of prominence in her own right. And she pulls up with, you know, whole entourage, whole squad, like, yo, what up? And, uh, you know, she's heard of, of Sol- Solomon's great wisdom and great fame. And he's answering all of her questions. And he's actually taking her birth away. He's he's better than advertised. Right. And and God, the, the thing the text wants to show us, though, is that God had blessed him like he promised. It's not just, yo, yo, Solomon was dope and we should be looking at him. It's like, no, we should be looking at God who fulfills his promises to the T. Right. And so um, even remember, uh, Deuteronomy talks about, you know, uh, the obedience of the king and uh, the, the obedience of the people and how the nations would see their great wisdom and be attracted to them. And so what's what's interesting here, though, is that she was going to come and she's blown away. But when she's blown away, she blesses Yahweh, right? Like she she blesses God, you know? And so I think that we should just remember on a practical tip that Yahweh, listen, Yahweh, the God of the Bible, blesses us so that people will be attracted to him through us, right? It's not just so people can look at us. It's so people that could see, so, so that people could see him. And so, um, you know, everybody wanted uh, Solomon's ear. They wanted to... Uh, you know, hear of his great wisdom. Uh, and he has this international, right, prestige. God was in the uh, intention, remember Genesis chapter 12, of in blessing the nations. And uh, you see that here. Now, the text is, is interesting, though, because it moves pretty quickly and says, eyes rain lasted for 40 years, and then, you know, he died. He was he was buried with his father, David. And, uh, yeah, you just see that um, at the end of the day, like 40 years, this prosperous reign that he had was a speck of dust <laughs> compared to eternity. And so we shouldn't even build our lives trying to even pursue or uh, uh, or um, make our lives totally about wisdom and even wealth, but about the God who supersedes and gives those good gifts to his children. Um, and so, yeah, build your life on things that last, right? This did not last super long <laughs> uh, for Solomon. So ideal kingdom uh, ends there. And so you see the whole tone shift after this, right? Um, after the first nine chapters into ch- going into chapter 10 is going to sound a lot like first and second Kings. Right. But he is actually, you know, going somewhere with the story and with the narrative and, you know, in first and second Kings. So the, the kingdom splits and it'll go back and forth between Israel in the north, Judah in the south, Israel, Judah here. He'll just talk about Judah. So for the rest of second Chronicles, he's going to just like go all the way <laughs> through the line of Judah and how. Uh, that turned out for God's people. Why? Why is that important? Because what he's trying to show is that um, at the end of the day, the remaining purposes that was going to be worked out in this community was through the Judah, uh, the, the the Judaic line, through Judah's line. It will be fulfilled, right? These promises that God made to David to establish his kingdom and his throne. And so uh, worked out through them. Solomon dies. Rehoboam, his son, becomes king. Right. He is Solomon's son. Uh, Jeroboam. It, it speaks of Jeroboam in the north, but it doesn't like give you a full account of all the kings. So Jeroboam, meanwhile, is in Egypt. He was trying to stay away from Solomon. Uh, once he hears Solomon has died, he's bet. Let me return um, and let me go to Rehoboam to uh, ask him uh, to make the load lighter. Right. Solomon was rough and will serve uh, you, Rehoboam. Now, it's interesting because here 
it doesn't bring up the reason that the kingdom split, right? So it's, in other words, it has deleted scenes. <laughs> Chronicles has deleted scenes. Remember, he's not trying to show their failures more so their highlights. And, um, but it's going to make this contrast between Rehoboam and Solomon, right? Remember Solomon in, uh, uh earlier, he, he, uh, the two women come to him and he, uh, solves it right with this, with this wisdom, this riddle, uh, about the son, all that kind of stuff. But here, you know, Rehoboam gets a, a much uh, simpler request uh, that would lead him to exercise uh, his reign with justice and righteousness, and he's unable to uh, do it. So it, I think the, the narrative is being subtle here, trying to show us that Solomon Solomon had this prominence that his actual son and then the sons that come after him uh, don't have, showing, again, this ideal kingship that was embodied in David and Solomon. And so um, Rehoboam uh gets the question from Jeroboam and his folks. He doesn't concede because he listens to cats, uh, you know, that um, some old heads from around the way. Um, or, excuse me, he didn't listen to the, the old heads from around the way. So it says, the king did not listen to the people because the turn of events came from God in order that the Lord might carry out his word. This is uh, verse 15 of chapter 10, uh, that he has spoken through Ahijah, the, the Shilonite, to Jeroboam, son of Nebat. So the chronicler assumes that you know what's going on. Right. What happened in first and second Kings? So he just kind of says it. Ahijah received this prophecy that the two kingdoms will be torn apart because of Solomon's sin. He doesn't mention the sin here, but he talks about this rebellion and this rivalry. The Chronicle is going to show this rebellion and rivalry rivalry between the northern tribes and the southern tribes. And uh, this is nonetheless a fulfillment of the prophetic word. Uh, and so um, and so even Rehoboam trying uh, saying like, no, I'm not going to do what I want me to do. Uh, he fulfills the words of God. And so the chronicler at the end of the day is going to show like the northern kingdom fam like they were the bad guys <laughs> ultimately like in and, and, and uh even first i should say and they were the ones who went apostate who turned away from the lord first and he's going to have like kind of this almost like polemical uh you know anti <laughs> anti northern kingdom kind of spirit as he talks about this uh uh southern kingdom all right so two chronicles 11 from there, Rehoboam, because of the fact that, you know, Israel and Jeroboam don't want to serve him, he gets 180,000 soldiers together to go get his head, right? So you have the southern kingdom, like I just said, fighting the northern kingdom, and the Lord stops them in their tracks, right? He's like, these are your brothers. So you look at verse 13, it says the priests and the Levites from all of their regions, I love what it says here, uh, throughout Israel took their stand with Rehoboam. So you see the priestly line. So remember the chronicler had this, this concern with the worship and the kingship and the law. And he's like, yo, even the priest that was in the North with the North, they, they turned away, but the priest from the North came through and was rocking with the Southern kingdom, essentially. Right. South and North, both, both split, ready to fight, ready to, uh, they won't smoke. They both won't smoke with each other. Uh, they want to throw hands. Um, but the text mentions, yeah, that the Levites, the priests instituted by the Lord were the ones who actually sided with the Southern kingdom. They were those who stayed faithful, listen, to the king and to the temple, right? Jeroboam in the North, on the other hand, appointed his own priests. <laughs> so we talked about, again, remember we said like idolatry is not just worshiping the, uh, the, uh, creature over the creator it's actually the creation of your own religion so jeroboam gets his own religion my g like he 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 has his own priests for these golden calves and these goat demons <laughs> that he's instituted in the north he's 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 way out there he's he's in the ocean he's so far away from what god would have of him and so the the the, the chronicler is trying to show us this apostasy in the north and uh by, by the end you know jeroboam has his people uh, ready to rule after him so two chronicles 12 comes 
And it says that Rehoboam, listen, had sovereignty and power and control and royalty. And you know what he does? He abandons the law of the Lord. Now, remember my three concerns for this book, worship, kingship, law, worship, kingship, law. And he abandons the law of the Lord. The text is trying to show us like, no, no, no. This is what y'all need to be focused on. The law of the Lord, the words, the oracles of God. Right. And he says he abandoned the, the law of the Lord. And then it says all Israel did, too. Right. And we just see once again, listen, power is not a bad thing in and of itself. But how it's stewarded makes all the difference. He led those whom he led to abandon God, right? The powerful, listen, the powerful rarely realize how much influence they have over people's beliefs, behaviors, and practices. So if you're listening to this and you have some type of authority uh, in the church, outside of the church, uh, beware that you have um, influence and God wants you to steward it in power. Um, God wants you to steward it for his kingdom and for his glory. And you see here what happens when you don't. Right. So this is why God is so clear, man, all throughout the text, all throughout scripture, like not just here in uh, Second Chronicles, all throughout the Bible about who leads, what kind of character they have and why we should choose them wisely. Right. They can make or break a people. So God says, yo, you abandoned me. I'm abandoning you and give you over to your enemies. Right. He always says that um, uh, all throughout the Bible. He gives them over to his enemies. Right. So the Lord gives them over to the enemies. But because the people repent, <laughs> because the people repent, the Lord relents. Right. The amazing thing about this story is that the people of God humble themselves. They don't get the full extent of God's judgment and discipline in this situation. And this is in line with what we talked about last chapter or uh, yesterday, yesterday's episode uh, two Chronicles seven. Right. If my people would uh, humble themselves, repent, turn from their sins, uh, I will heal them. And so it is good news, man, um, for us on a practical level to know that as long as there's breath in our lungs, there's an opportunity for repentance. Some of us may be listening to this and like, man, I sinned so bad. I messed up. I did something I thought I would never do. Right. But the Lord, if you're listening to this, if you can hear my voice, then there's an opportunity for repentance. There's an opportunity to turn away from your sin back to the Lord in faith that he can heal and restore uh, the brokenness that you may experience or may have experienced in your life. And so this will give hope to the original hearers, to the post-exile community. Uh, to the people that the same could same thing could and should uh, happen for them right even in, in the midst of unfaithfulness the lord is still faithful and all he wants is for his people to turn to him repentance seeking of the lord is what he requires let's pray father we ask for your grace uh, we pray that we will repent of our sins god we pray that we would turn to you in faith lord we know uh, how good you've been to us we pray that we would um, have the character and the christ-like spirit to live lives that please you i thank you for the gospel i pray that um we'll remember that in the work of the gospel you've provided resources for us to live worthy of the gospel it's in christ's name we pray amen